love has done its part And let him reign in my life and my heart If love has done its part Now let him reign in my life and my heart Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio Sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry We are glad you are listening today And hope you find words of healing, insight and restoration Shadow of His Wings Ministry was founded by Lee and Shay Preston and born out of God's vision for setting captives free. If you would like to support us in the work we do, please visit www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate. Today on Healing Hidden Wounds, Lee is talking with Jonathan Darty, director of Be Broken Ministries. Let's listen in as Lee and Jonathan discuss the ins and outs of recovery from sexual brokenness. We're going to be talking this week about something that is uh, becoming increasingly common, I think, in our culture, and that is men who uh, look and act and work just appear like every other guy uh, that you might imagine as quote-unquote normal, yet they're struggling inwardly with very strong, confusing homosexual feelings. Uh, And so, Lee, why don't you tell us kind of what you're seeing happen in our culture and then what this kind of looks like um, as, it, as it seems to be growing in our culture of men who are playing the part, so to speak, of what they might consider to be what every man is supposed to look like, yet secretly dealing with very difficult, confusing questions inwardly about their sexuality. Well, I, I will, Jonathan. I think it's important uh, because I think I, I want to, first of all, commend those men out there who are married and who are struggling to try to make their marriage uh, work, even through homosexual struggles. Uh, I, I commend those men who struggle heterosexually as well in addiction. But I think those men who struggle through marriage, uh, I think they desire God's best which is to be married, to be a man of of, uh, one wife, and to have children. Uh, And unfortunately, they may have gone into that marriage thinking, well, this is the the next obvious step in my life. I've finished school or I've gotten my career, and now it's time to move into marriage. And yet uh, they knew the struggles were there. They may have even already acted on them, but they're not quite sure what to do now because they've met a girl and they they fell in love and whatever they understood love to be at the time and decided this was the next obvious step and they go through the motions of marrying her and then they still struggle internally with these feelings and thoughts and and uh uncontrolled desires what is going through a guy's mind when he's dating a woman and and kind of going through that perceived love i mean kind of whatever it's almost like what you're making it sound like is this guy has kind of just maybe looked around and seen some of the other guys around him and kind of okay so this apparently is how you you know pursue a woman this is kind of how you fall for a woman and so therefore i'm going to in essence kind of copy what i'm seeing other men do but what is going through that guy's mind is there is there no real attraction, or is it is it all pretend, or I mean, or is it kind of more convoluted than that? Oh, I think it's 
I don't think it is it, it is at all a feeling of there being no attraction. I think it's more accepting the best part of the attraction that they can muster. Um, I know I can speak to that from my own experience when I married the first time. Um, I loved my wife. Uh, I loved my first wife. I loved her, uh, who she was, but we were best friends. Uh, we weren't really uh, lovers, uh, and I realize that now. I didn't back then. Back then, I knew that we could go through the motions, or I knew I could go through the motions. Um, I could see what other people did. I could do those things. I could, you know, you know, woo her with flowers and candy and and attention and. And yet there wasn't a real strong attraction there there or a desire. And I know that now that God's best is that women need to feel that desire. And I understand that that just wasn't there. But I think guys sometimes get into marriage wanting that. And so they hope for the best as they go through the motions of of trying to be the husband and do the things they're supposed to do. Yet the desire, the physical attraction sometimes isn't there and trying to work through that in a marriage. Well, and I guess I have to ask, okay, what's the difference here, Lee? Because much of what you just described right there, I've experienced, (laughs) you know, and I know a lot of other heterosexual men who've experienced the same thing where, you know what, that that desire isn't always there that even that sexual attraction isn't always there 100% of the time and so again what's going on in this 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 man's head who is going through those motions um and and makes him different from the heterosexual guy who in some ways in his own tendencies is kind of going through the motions at times but what makes this other guy want to turn to homosexual uh, acting out or homosexual thoughts versus the the heterosexual over here who he may have his moments of not feeling uh, like he's desiring his wife, but he doesn't go there. He doesn't go to the homosexual thoughts. Well, I think, you know, if you put these two guys side by side, you wouldn't probably be able to tell the difference. I mean, yeah, we've talked on the shows before that there's usually a, a change in identity that there's, you know, and that can cause physical changes. But just on the looking outlet. at them, you wouldn't necessarily. Right. You may see some effeminate characteristics in the guy who struggled with homosexuality simply because of the sin. The sin mm-hmm. in of itself causes that sometimes. But on the outside, you're not going to see a, a, a huge difference. But on the inside, you're going to see on the homosexual struggler a guy who's already been struggling with his attraction. The guy who's got the heterosexual, you know, who's the heterosexual guy who just doesn't always feel attracted to his wife or doesn't always desire his wife, he has desired her at one point or the other, and he at least in general desires the feminine mm-hmm. uh, in his uh, desire for sex and his desire for relationship. Whereas the guy who has the homosexual struggles, he has desired the masculine because that's where the mystery is for him. You know, and that's why usually in marriages where the guy struggles with homosexuality, he will marry what he would call his best friend. He'll marry the girl who knows him inside and out, and they have a great time together, and they know all their favorite colors and favorite foods, but 
there's just not the fire there that's that's there initially for the guy who's got the heterosexual who's the, who's the heterosexual guy who has the desire for his wife initially and falls for her physically because we know that the physical the eye is the first tends to be the first thing that uh, that falls you know it's like I look at a girl I fall for her I'm attracted to her that leads me to want to date her. Usually on the other side, where it's the homosexual struggle is struggler, it's usually not his eye that catches. It's his his heart. He sees that she's a good person. He sees that she's a good friend. He sees that she's gentle and kind and nurturing and all of those things, and he wants that. It's, it's almost more of a mental or logical decision versus a, a heart and emotional. I mean, not that we make our decisions based on our emotions, but it seems like it's more heavily weighted for him on just this makes sense rather than I can't live without her. I've, I've, I'm passionate and, and just desire her and want her more than anything else. Right. And those are the words that most wives say if they've married a man who has homosexual struggles. They say they never really have found because they don't know. They never heard those. They never felt that, you know, he he can't live without me. And that creates it. Doesn't that create even a a unique sort of confusion for the wives in these situations because they they're not quick to beat up their husband because they've been a good provider and a and and a good communicator and a and it's like all these things that they've done well in their role as a best friend husband <laughs> and so it's hard for the wives sometimes to maybe it's almost like they have this intuition that, you know, it's something's missing from our relationship. But in the same way that a heterosexual guy who maybe is struggling secretly with sexual addiction, his wife will also kind of have that intuition of something's missing. But neither one of those wives can put their finger on exactly what it is. Right. I, I was talking to a wife one time and I said, you know, sometimes in, in this, because it was a, a wife of a man who I'd been working with in counseling, and I said, Sometimes in this in this situation, the wife feels like she's not really married to her husband. She's married more to like, and she interrupted me and said, like, my brother? And mm. I said, oh. And she said, yeah, I feel like I'm married to my brother or, or to my, like, he's married to his sister. Like, we just have a brother-sister relationship. We're close. We love each other. But there's not a spark there. There's not any fire there. And that's a that's an uncomfortable place for the wife because she does still desire to be desired. And he wants to do that as well. And I and I want to offer that message of hope today. God can do that. It takes work. It takes working together to build that place, to find more and more healing from the homosexual struggles. But he can help the, the man find that. And he also has to learn how to press into that because it's not something he's ever learned before. Well, see, as you're saying that, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking, okay, no one, no man can live in that state perpetually. And so what I'm what I'm thinking is okay, at what point then does this start to break down? What are some some signs so to speak in this couple's relationship that begin to make it pretty evident, okay, this is what's going on. This man is struggling with same-sex attraction. I mean, because I'm thinking something has to start crumbling at some point. Because you can't hold the facade forever. Sure. And I think, you know, again, I think this is where you see a lot of similarities in heterosexual addiction versus homosexual addiction. Because what you start to see is the wife feeling less and less attended to. Uh, she feels she gathers more of her relation 
and relationship from outside sources, from her family, from friends. And he is really kind of becomes not as much of a, a part of the relationship anymore. He's known for the paycheck or he's known for being a good father or he's known for being a good provider, but he's not really known as being a great husband. And so she begin, and that's kind of where you begin to see that. And then he may find himself, uh, as we see with addicted people, and drifting away, pulling away and finding things on the Internet or staying at work more or those sorts of things. And I don't want to say that and every, every wife go, oh, my gosh, my husband stays at work late. He must be struggling right, with right. this. And that's not true. But it is about saying, you know, uh, it's like, you know, Elaine said, you know, I see it in his the fruit of our relationship. And that's what you have to see is what's the fruit of our relationship? What are we what am I seeing here? Am I seeing a husband who's my best friend, but he doesn't really desire to be with me? Or do I see a husband who desires to be with me? And I think that's where you got to look for the fruit. Well, Lee, what do you say to the, the guys who are listening who are in this situation right now? I mean, they're and it's secret. I mean, it's a secret right now because most of these guys uh, are not going into their marriage transparent <laughs> about their feelings. In fact, a lot of them are going into their marriage hoping that the marriage will change the struggle that they're having with with their same-sex attraction. So what do you say to those guys in our audience who right now are in this situation? They're married. Maybe they've got kids. They've been doing this for maybe a number of years in terms of the struggle. Maybe they haven't acted on it you know, uh, physically, but boy, it's there. It's, it's, it's gnawing at their minds. Uh, what do you, what do you say to that person? What do they need to do in order to kind of break out of that pattern? Come clean, be willing to just go ahead and come clean. And that with who their wife, I think it has to start with their wife. If, if she's never known about the struggle, it's time that she knows. Because what she does is she sits in the corner and wonders, what is it about me that he doesn't like? Mm. And so she needs to at least hear that there's something about him that he still struggles with and is trying to work on. Second of all, talking to somebody who can help him in this area, a counselor, uh, somebody who, who knows what this is about. And then can say, this is what you need to start doing. Um, it does. It's not a hopeless situation. It sounds hopeless, but I commend the guy who wants to get to get it to where it should be. I commend the guy who wants a marriage that really is full of the things and the gifts that God has in store for him. But he's not there yet, and he's probably feeling pretty much like he's failing at it. You know, if I'm failing at this, then you know, and so which leads to even more addiction usually. Because if I feel like a failure, then I'm going to go try to find something to medicate, and so. Trying to help him see, hey, you're, you know, you, you, you're fighting the good fight, but you got to go past the level that you're used to, which is coming clean and being honest and letting your wife know really what's going on, and then letting somebody else who can help you know what's really going on. And he's also got to determine, don't you think, that he's got to determine uh, what he's going to do regarding his identity. I mean, because that's really, I mean, we, we talk about getting help or, or, or about talking to somebody, but, uh, you know, you got some people that say, yeah, I'll let, I'll let everybody know, and then I'll divorce my wife, and I'll go jump into the gay lifestyle. And, and you know, I think the, the bent that we've got on this is you need to talk to somebody because what, what you're in right now is the right context for dealing with this. Jumping out and simply following your false identity is not the solution, at least right. not in my 
eyes or in in God's eyes anyway. Well, and certainly not in my eyes. It's the easier solution at times because it's going to feel easier than struggling through this marriage. But the best thing is about it is God offers great rewards once you've Mm -hmm. struggled through. And you can go into the life or you can go into what I call homosexual addiction even further because that's really all the gay life is, is it's just a place where homosexual addiction is readily accepted. You can do that, but you're only going to find emptiness. What you have now is God's gift to you. You just have to learn how to use the gift and help him show you what the gift's worth is. Because right now, all you're seeing it is, as is a good friend, as a somebody who's supposed to be there to support you. And through pressing in and sharpening each other and working together, you can learn how to truly love one another as God intends if you continue the fight. Now, what do you say, uh, what do you say to the wife who needs to respond to this confession? I mean, when he comes clean, let's say, let's say some of the guys in our audience they take it to heart and say, you know what, that's what I needed to hear. That's the push I needed to get over the edge. I do need to go to my wife and tell her this. Okay. Now, Lee, what do you say to that wife who's about to get the news of her life? Well, I would speak to the guy who's about to give the news of his life first, that it may not go well, and he needs to know that. But it not going well is better than it staying where it's at. Right. Because it's a really dry place. If he at least comes to her and comes clean, then there's more of a chance of it going to that place of abundance where God wants it versus just living in the status quo, which is not a fun place to be. For the wife, um, I guess I would say, first of all, the whole range of emotions are probably acceptable for you. Uh, Hurt, anger, rage, sadness, all of the above. Um, desperation, because it's like, how do I compete with this? He's fantasizing about men. He's not fantasizing about other women. I can't even compete with that. And that the hopelessness can feel really overwhelming. Like there's no hope here. I can't, I can't change his the way he feels. You know, if at least if it were another woman, I could try to do something. But it's not another woman. It's somebody I can't compete with, which is another man. So there can be an overwhelming sense of hopelessness because what do I do now? I can't do anything. But what you can do is join your husband in the fight to help your marriage be better than what it was before. And wives may say, well, why do I have to do that? This is his issue. Mm -hmm. Well, God has put you together. And husbands and wives, you have to ask yourself why God put you together in the first place. Did he put you together? And then you have to answer that question. And if you believe he did put you together, then he put you together for a reason. And so you have a God-given role in this place to help your husband be the man he's meant to be, just as he's got a God-given role to help you be the woman you're meant to be. Now, I want to touch on one other area before we wrap up this broadcast, and that is the church. Because I know there are a lot of couples in this particular situation in the church. What is the church's role in helping this couple through this situation? I mean, what do you see is, I mean, what would you say to the church as a group uh, when this guy comes forward to his wife, says what he needs to say, she responds in a manner that says, "I'm, I'm sticking by your side, we can work through this. Where does the church come in in terms of kind of getting this couple over the top, so to speak, to a brand new marriage? Well, hopefully the church will step up and support the wife first. 
we're proud of you for staying in your marriage. We're going to help you in this process. You're doing the God. You're, you're doing God's will here by by honoring your covenant of marriage that you made, and we're going to help you as the church. Some churches go just the opposite and say, "Well, he's gay. You can't change him, so you need to move on." And that's not God's will. It's not God's truth. So the thing the church first of all has to say that, and then they also have to say, "We're going to honor you in helping you get through this hump in your marriage, like we would any other marriage who was having problems." Because what it basically says is, is this guy needs support. He needs it to get through this, and this wife needs support to be carried over this hump as well. And if the church doesn't provide that safe place to do that, because certainly marriage seminars, marriage building weekends, all of those things can help in this process. But sometimes there's a little additional stuff that need to be done, like how do I work past these feelings that I have? How do I work past, you know, this attraction you got to work on that too. At the same well, and don't time. you think it's also? I mean, the, there's there's the there's the day in day out, week in week out issues of of just needing continual encouragement, and you can't always get that at a one time marriage seminar. It's like that's kind of where your local church has to kind of step up to the plate and say, "We are here to spur you on and to encourage you and support you in this." Yes. And that's exactly right. I mean, it, it has to be, there has to be that. And there also has to be a, a counselor or someone who's been through that, who can at least help. Because most marriage counselors won't know where to begin with this. Mm-hmm. And this is where the man's responsible. This husband is responsible for helping, for, for acknowledging that he must deal with his same-sex attraction. He can't just say, well, it's a marital issue. He also then has to add to it, it's also a same-sex attraction issue, and I must deal with where the hurts are that caused this to be here in the first place. And that's sometimes a similarity between heterosexual and homosexual uh, addiction is that when it's involved in a marriage, the couples are quick to jump to marriage stuff without looking at the addiction components first. Exactly. If you don't do the addiction component first... The marriage is still doomed to fail because that that husband or that man's responsibility is to look at where this all started. Great. Well, thanks, Lee. Uh, listeners, we are glad that you've been with us this week, and we hope that this has been helpful to you. You know, for those of you listeners, um, especially you couples that may be struggling in this specific area uh, where the husband is dealing with um, just secret homosexual thoughts and feelings, Uh, We want to help you, and so we are going to give you our contact information here in just a moment, and we really ask that you would contact us so that we can provide you the help that you need to take those first initial steps and get started on a journey that is uh, like nothing else you've ever experienced before. And it is a good thing, and God does bless us when we seek to, uh, to pursue truth. We are glad you joined us today, and we hope that God had a special word just for you. Remember that Healing Hidden Wounds and Shadow of His Wings Ministry are listener-supported, and all services are provided on a donation basis. If you heard something today that was especially important to you, we hope you will consider donating a gift. Please visit www.healinghiddenwounds.com to donate today. Now let it rain in my life and my heart Your love has done its part Now let it rain